Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning, Metroplex. Shout out to the 6 a.m. club. Thanks for being a total. That stands for Turn It On, Leave It On, Sean Sharif, RJ Choppy, and our Cowboys insider, Bobby Belt. Carpe Omnia. The mm. fallout at the star in Frisco. Nothing obviously was done yesterday, Ralph James, except for exit interviews. We believe. Do you make anything of it? The fact that no axe dropped yesterday at the Ford Center. I do not. Uh, I do not. It. Um, this is not their MO to partake in Black Monday. Uh, Jerry has, I mean, he, he fired Wade in the middle of the season. That was the first time that happened. And then he waited a couple of days with Jason. It wasn't. Not a couple of days. Maybe over it a week, right? It was, it was about four or five days. Yeah. Um, because Which, by the way, loved, are you all literal with the word couple? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think two. It's two, I think, yeah. I think two or three is what I think. Didn't Jason Garrett, I, wasn't that one of his phrases? Yeah. Couple three. Couple three. Couple Garrett, three. Garrett, I, it's funny. This came up. I was talking to somebody who works, not in a football capacity, just somebody who works in that building who has to be there every day. And they were just talking to me about how that was the most awkward days I've ever had in my life. Uh, Where the four days where like Jason's coming in like it's still his job. And I was just like, my gosh, and he doesn't have anything to do. So he was like floating around the cubicles and coming. Uh Hey, guys, how's everything been? Just checking in. And they're like. (laughs) Gosh, this is awkward. Please just end this. Wow. You might be a serial killer. I'm, I'm reading some articles. Remember, Jerry was really hung up on this my team and no one gives me a timeline. Right. I make the decisions when I want. Right, when I no want one's to force it was, me into anything. Yeah, it was, it was almost a week. Yeah. It was almost a week after. Um, so, no, this doesn't surprise me that there was no move made. Agreed. Uh, I, I actually like that there was no move made. I mean, like, take your time. This is These, these, these are not decisions that should be made well, with any emotion. Someone's uh, on a yacht. Someone's on a yacht someone's, somewhere. Someone's on a yacht. Yep, a guy who just won four games. Cool. Uh, <laughs> he's on a yacht. Um, yeah, like Bill Belichick on Arthur Blank's yacht, according to reports. By the way, you're not gonna you're not gonna sign with somebody who's got yachts only 180 million dollars. <laughs> not when yeah. you got a 250 million dollar yacht sitting right here, in Lake Louisville. Oh, is that the difference between Arthur's and Jerry's? Jerry's 250, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hang. Eugenia. You don't want to hang with the poor. So no, that's no. not what you want. What the hell could you possibly need? A seventy million dollar larger yacht for what <laughs> is on that thing? <laughs> it looks pretty badass. But that was the report. Though whether he was on the yacht or not, I don't know. But the Falcons confirmed that they did interview Belichick. We'll get to uh, we'll get to more of that. You make anything of yesterday? Uh, silence. No, I, I I mean I I figure this is gonna take a few days. I, I mean obviously it was when we we're at the stadium. I was texting you guys that night. I was like, so it was break tonight or tomorrow morning. Like, but the reality is. This is kind of the methodical approach I think I take. Because, yeah. look, if they're going to do this, I, w- I would think Jerry does, knowing Jerry, 
he would like a few days of interest around it, regardless of what he's going to do. Right. And yes. so, you know, he doesn't want to just have that be over right away. And so I, I, it doesn't surprise me. And also after the day, after the game, he was very clear that he's like, I don't feel any rush, any pressure to do anything here, which to me says that if he's going to move on, I think he's got certain scenarios in mind that he feels pretty confident he's going to be able to to have fall into place. Like he doesn't feel like he needs to get into the race because he thinks he's he's got a beat on it. Maybe, maybe he already has an agreement with Bill. Handshake agreement and Bill's just like, well, you know, I'm going to take these other interviews just in case you don't make that decision. Maybe Jimmy. How maybe great Jimmy. of a, how great of an ending would that be for the Netflix show? Oh my god. You 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 the Netflix have show. the the press conference with Jimmy bringing him back. Uh Jerry Jones also popped in yesterday to meet with the team and express his urgency about the desire to win. This is all coming from Jordan Lewis basically reporting from the team meeting. Jerry's message was, we got to win. It's the Dallas Cowboys. We had everything to win. We can't let this feeling keep going on, so it makes sense. I just feel like he wants to win right now. The urgency is now. It was always that on our shoulders. He made it clear that that was the point. That's Jerry popping into the end of season meeting. I don't know that we've have we had him do that before. I can't remember a time where it's like now. Obviously, a player would have to tell us that, or it'd have to get reported. But I can't remember a time where Jerry joined in and like addressed the team after the season in any capacity. Yeah, I don't remember us talking about that. Um, Calvin Watkins reports that Dan Quinn is expected to have Zoom interviews with the Panthers and Titans uh, today. Then tomorrow, the Commanders. Well, hang on a second. Panthers and Titans. That may be tomorrow. Commanders Thursday and Chargers on Friday. Tom Pelissero says the Seahawks have put out the interview slips, and the first one, no surprise, they requested Dan Quinn. Yeah, I I think with so many jobs open, there's eight, right? Uh, Maybe potentially ten if... Philadelphia and this one come open, I, I think this is going to be the slowest process ever. If I was a coach, I'm just going to take all these interviews and I'm going to try to put, pin one against another. If I'm Harbaugh, I'm not just going to jump at the Charger job. I'm going to interview for New England. I'm going to interview for Atlanta. I'm going to wait on Philadelphia or the Cowboys, and I'm going to keep raising that price. Well, I mean, it's going to drag on because the new hiring policies, they prohibit face-to-face meetings with anyone employed by another NFL team until January 22nd. So if you want to get them physically in your building to talk to them face-to-face, you're not going to be able to do that till a week from now. And you have to go through the Rooney Rule. Yep, which is now two minority candidates. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Stephon Gilmore plans to undergo shoulder surgery for the right labrum tear. Played through it Sunday. Said, I tried to give it all I got. He was prepared to play even Longer after that, a little bit more Green Bay fallout. Uh, the Cowboys had 54 snaps on defense, 48 of them, 48 of the 52, or excuse me, 48 of 54. Dan Quinn played six or more DBs versus a run heavy offense. The average separation for Green Bay receivers in the game, you want to guess what it was? 12 yards. Uh, 13.8. Realistically, four. 5.2. Jeez. Oh, wow. 5.2 yards average separation for the Packer receivers, but that is also Dan Quinn's defense getting called out for wow. what he did schematically. Soft. They played soft coverage the entire time. Like, that's that was that was the – I don't know if that was their plan. Obviously, it was their plan going in, but I don't know why it was their plan. I don't know why their plan was to all of a sudden play – 
a very soft keep him in front of you. Like they were they begging him to do twelve play drives. And Rex Ryan on ESPN didn't understand it either. Don't you dare blame Dak Prescott for this game. What do you Brady. mean? No, the defense stunk. I don't care. How, Dak Prescott, I, and I get it. Dak only threw for 403 yards, rushed for 45 yards. It's Dak Prescott's fault. The hell it is. This defense stunk. And, and that's, that's you want to, why'd they lose? Why'd they look like crap? Why'd they get out, coach? I don't know. But point to the defense, period. Period. Yeah, look, I mean, Dak wasn't good. Uh, but they even if Dak played a really good game, I mean, when you allow that many points, are you really going to wind up winning? Now, even though there was the two interceptions that led to the 14 points, so you're still at 34. <laughs> they, I mean, that's a lot. Look, this is not an either-or discussion no, to me. The whole team got beat. You know, there's no, well, they didn't lose because of Dak. Everyone was abysmal. Flat out across the board. Dak Prescott was horrific. I don't care about the second-half stats. I'm not going to get into a garbage-time fight. I don't think people are dumb enough to really engage in that. And obviously, the defense was embarrassing. It was all, this is not an either-or, putrid from everybody. If Everyone. If, if Dak Prescott had played a better game, they still lose because of the defense. If the defense had played a better game, they still lose because of Dak Prescott. Like, they were both so bad that if one of them handles their business, it doesn't matter. They still lose. And they probably lose pretty convincingly because both sides were so bad. Look, the defense was terrible. The – I have no idea. I still don't understand, and I've not gotten any sort of sense of it, what made them play. That looked like a – when I went back and watched some of it yesterday, that looked like a team that was terrified of the team across from them. Like, they looked like they were scared of Green Bay. And I have no idea where that comes from. Saying, okay, so mean? when we watch them play San Francisco, you know, you see that timidity or you mm-hmm. see those shaken nerves yeah. and it's instant. It's they step on the field and they approach San Francisco that way. They stepped on the field playing with those weird nerves and that just almost feeling rattled by the opponent. I don't understand how this same team largely could go on the road against yeah. the Brady mystique last year and just wipe them out. No problem. Yeah. They face a worse green Bay team at home and they come out and they look terrified. Lewis Riddick said, you know how many junior high level defensive mistakes were made by the Dallas back seven when it comes to leverage, knowing where your help is blatantly irresponsibly not doing your job and compromising the integrity of the defense. I'll answer for you. It happened over and over and over again. Uh, yes, Dak did not play well, but it's stupid to have that type of discussion. Look at the offensive and defensive personnel groupings, the defensive front structure. Wonder why things turned out the way they did. You're begging for the offense to simply kick your ass by running the ball. And the Packers average 8.8 yards of play on first down. It is wow. incredibly bizarre the way they chose to cut at this because there was one tweet that went viral. I don't remember who it was, but it was like, the Cowboys got the number two seed by throwing the ball really well and playing great man coverage. So, of course, they decided to come out this game running the ball and playing zone. It, it's yeah. very much an At o- home, where you score 40. It's very much an 07 Mavericks feel where they got they got the one seed and they wind up going and, and trying to match up with Golden State and playing small yeah. instead of making Golden State match up with them. It's very, very odd. Basic said this while I was driving home, and I, I had tweeted this about Dan Quinn. I don't I don't believe this to be the case, but they were playing like the fix was in, like they were taking money to lose. That's the that's like the number one Which ex- no one's accusing them of that. No, no one's, no one's, accu- that, no one's accusing them. A- but to explain 
that backwards-ass coaching philosophy on both sides of the ball and the way that they all played, if if, if the news broke that, give me a uh, the Black Sox, this was a Chicago Black Sox-type scandal, I'd be like, okay, at least the I have an answer. In. The fix was in. The yeah. fix was in. At least I have an answer. That's the way that they played. It really is. Because none of this, we're going to forever remember this game for a number of reasons, but nothing making sense about what they did strategically. It's not just the players and being scared on defense and Dak being you know inaccurate or whatever. Both coaches on both sides of the ball went directly opposite. Yeah, I mean, look, maybe... Maybe we massively underrated Green Bay. I think I think that that was that was part of it. Uh, maybe we overrated uh, you know the Cowboys. It may have been part of it too. And, and then you have the coaching malpractice on both sides of the football that happened. And you throw all those into a hat, and you got yourself a thirty-two point deficit with six to go. Dan Quinn's offensive coaches when he was with the Falcons, they went to the Super Bowl in twenty sixteen. Kyle Shanahan, Matt Lafleur, Mike McDaniel. Quinn 0 for 6 against those guys, mm. including a playoff loss each of the last three seasons. So I don't know, student teacher, not sure, just putting that stat out there. That's not very good. That's not very encouraging. I will say that it is when you see the changes in the scheme, obviously we've talked about or, or people have questioned, like, does Quinn have his eye off the ball? Was his eye off the ball? Was he paying attention to this job he thinks he's getting? Was he not focused enough on the game plan? I know because it's already... It was something that occurred last year, so we, and we were kind of minimizing it last week, but is there any chance that McCarthy similarly just got a little in his head about it's Green Bay, and I got to beat Green Bay, and I've got to have that sort of like, you know, I, I got to beat the team that beat me? Because it's just, it's it's so wild how they both seem to overthink it completely. I mean, Mike, I, Dan, and then the players just didn't have any sort of like life to them at all. Yeah, I, look, that's fair, but I mean, the same thing happened in the, in the Rams-Lions game where... Both quarterbacks are going up against their favorite former team, and they, I mean, they both, those guys played great. <laughs> well, maybe you know, they, that says they, something about the guy on the sideline. Maybe well, so. Maybe he does. Both. And, and under center. 877-881. not his former team. Not oh, I like it. I, oh, I feel the RJ Dak. I feel the <laughs> RJ Dak fight coming. He is, he, he's simmering. The volcano is starting. It's to, starting. And it's then 11 start. months from now, he'll write some great Dak song about how he needs to be the MVP because he'll play well next year. <laughs> Eight seven seven eight. You let me have the the, the the stages of grief, okay? Bobby celebrates. Come here, give me a hug. Oh, they're hugging Put already. Your nipple right on my face. We haven't even had the fight. Oh yeah, we haven't That's even a, had. It's a preemptive hug. Come on. We'll let Bobby celebrate his Philadelphia bet win over me. And do we need to beat the Eagles for Belichick next? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Trips to the right side. Here comes pressure. Baker Mayfield steps up, goes away. It's a caught ball. Inside the 30, outside the numbers. David Moore to the 20. David Moore to the 15. Moore still on his feet to the 5. To the 3. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fire the cannons. Man. Man. 32 to 9. Congratulations, Bobby Bell. Thank you. Winning the straight up the bomb bet against me as I will be taking the spoonful of awful hot sauce during the expressway either Thursday or Friday, whichever day is more dead. I would do it Friday. Coward. The last thing you want What's to do. What's a coward? You. You're, you're, you just don't want to interview Archer with uh, with a spoonful of the bomb. Yeah, I'm That's not doing it. Want. I'm not dead days. That's my philosophy. <laughs> That's where on, we put things. Yeah, I would do it on Thursday or Friday, preferably Friday for you because if I have something – it may hit the next morning. Yeah. And then, you know, you don't want to have that yeah. burnage. Yeah, we'll do it between the McCarthy interviews Friday. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. good. Now, probably Friday, 720, uh, bomb hot sauce. But this is even – I was worried with A.J. Brown out. That news broke on Saturday. Uh, Jalen Hurts showing his finger. Amanda's like, you bet on you, you, you bet on that guy with his finger and he's going to throw mm. the football. Uh, Baker Mayfield was supposed to be dealing with some rib issues, and this could have been worse. Just like the Packers could have scored more, Tampa Bay dropped five balls in the first half as Baker was throwing darts. Mike Evans let him down with two big drops. This could have been even worse. Philadelphia was comical on defense, just like the Cowboys, and they were helpless on offense without A.J. and Devontae Smith, the only one who showed up. They just refused to tackle. Like, when you see a team that's, like, that is always a bad sign to me about a team's, like, makeup and toughness. If you were just completely failing to tackle, not you're taking bad angles, but you're just not wrapping people up, that just sounds like you don't want to be. The Cowboys weren't around Aaron Jones to tackle him. Philadelphia was there and broken tackles everywhere. Yeah, which is which is worse? Would you rather just not be anywhere in the vicinity because you're so like just unable to like do your job, or would you rather be in the vicinity and just have no will to finish the play? Like, which is a worse indictment of your football team? Which worse is loss? Uh, which worse is loss? which loss? Which, which loss is worse? Oh, Dallas by far, because yeah. Dallas is seven seed. No- nothing we've seen over the last six weeks told us Philly was better than Tampa Bay. We all assumed it was, and they're more talented, but that team has been, realistically, we all came in here and talked about it after the Kansas City and the Buffalo games that Philly played. That in those games, it's like Philly was fortunate they probably should have lost. If they lost those two, you're talking about they would have lost eight of nine to close the year or something like that? I mean, they were just, they were bad. They were just bad the last two months of the season. They were, uh, but, you know, and and the Cowboys lost, it's, it's a home loss. Yeah. And it's a seventh seed. I agree. You know, and, and yeah, now listen, is Green Bay better than Tampa? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, um, Tampa just kicked their ass about four weeks ago, though. Yeah, Green Bay's got that young situation going on. I don't know. There's, 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 but yes, you're right. But I, I still think Green Bay is, is better than they got a better quarterback. Whose seat is and should be hotter, McCarthy or Sirianni? Uh, I mean, I feel like they're. Eagles Nation, of course, put up the poll question. 28,600 responses. 28,085% saying 
fire I, the raccoon. I think if you just put them on an even platform and had impartial judges say which one of these should be in more trouble, I think par- people would probably say McCarthy more than Sirianni, probably. But given the fact that Philly has shown a quick trigger to fire people, Jerry has sometimes been slower and methodical, I think that kind of balances it a little bit and makes me feel like they are right there equally on on uneven footing and right there like i would not be surprised if either of them came back i would not be surprised if either of them was fired i i think he's i think he's right on that one i mean i i, I think that like it sounds like if you just do a ten thousand foot flyover it sounds ludicrous luda you know to fire a coach either coach has got the playoffs all three years but you know one who Went to a Super Bowl a year ago. Yeah. That just sounds nuts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bobby's right. Like Philadelphia has their their ownership and general manager has shown the same lack of resolve and 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 calm that their fan base has. Like, think about this: everybody in Philadelphia takes on the personality of their fans. The sports radio hosts do. The football team irrational anger does and then the fans do but they all take on the personality of the of the team sean imagine if they named these studios after you (laughs) they were like you mean when they're like these are the sean sharif studios and then i want you to imagine that 12 months from now they're like we got to get sean the hell out of here (laughs) like we got to fire that is what the eagles did that's what the city of philadelphia did this is doug peterson street and then a year later they're like yeah we got to get rid of this guy he's he's awful fire fire so i mean philadelphia just they do not care you you are out like that which honestly I think I I don't think you should when it comes to coaches. Early on, you give them the the latitude to build what they need to build. But once you've gotten to a point of success, when it starts turning, I think it's much worse to hold on too long than walk away too early. I was very conflicted last night in my rooting interest. That's why I like to make win win bets. It 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 is a win that Philadelphia is eliminated. But in a perfect world, in a perfect in a world, in a world. <laughs> I would have had Philadelphia win this game to win the Bobby bet and to put Philadelphia a little bit behind the Cowboys in the Belichick race. Because now Philly, right, we're kind of even. If you want Belichick, that's what I was throwing out there on social media. Were you willing to have Philly win a game to look like they were in a better position and spot for Belichick versus a rebuild, an epic disaster? And then I would have had them lose in the second round. But you may not even want to play around with that possibility of Philadelphia getting hot. But now if you're Belichick, rank the three. I'm just going to make this a three-team race. Dallas, Philly, Atlanta, as the Falcons confirm, they met with the hoodie. Arthur Blank and Belichick did meet. If Philly fires Sirianni, they are third on my list. I, I, I That is a no-go for me if I'm a coach with skins on the wall. I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to deal with some organization that thanks me for taking them to a Super Bowl by firing me 12 months later, 11 months later. I'm sorry. I'm out on that. I'm out on that, especially when you did the guy before, too. I'm out. I'm out on that. Uh, So I would do Dallas 1, Atlanta 2. Atlanta doesn't. I don't understand all this Atlanta appeal. Like, why the. So Atlanta's got really. I, I mean, when you look at their skill players, if they've got. Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson. Like if they get a quarterback, they're incredibly dangerous. That and and so I mean I think that there's really intriguing young talent there, and it's obviously a very vulnerable division that they're in. And so yeah. if you can get a quarterback, you can run that for a few years probably. 
So I understand it from that perspective, but I would say probably, I don't know if I was Belichick, probably Philly, Dallas, Atlanta. Philly won. Yeah. Because Philly, like, there's never been a question about what they're willing to go for. Like, there's never, mm-hmm. a, they, yeah, they, sure. they will use every resource. Dallas doesn't use every resource. And, and, and that's not a criticism. It's just a team building philosophy. So whatever, Bella, whatever you want to go out and use, whatever tools you want at your disposal, Philly will use all of them. They'll go trade for a big name player. They'll, you know, collect picks. They'll do whatever they want, whatever you want to do. Dallas will not go trade for veteran players. I'll say Dallas, Philly, Atlanta. Unless I find out that something is seriously, seriously wrong with Jalen Hurts that caused this in the second half of the season. He was beaten up. Besides the dislocated finger or whatever it was. Uh, If he's he's fine and there's no offseason surgery, I'm like, okay, the Jalen Hurts is as good or better than Dak Prescott. We were premature and overreacted there, and I'm going with the quarterback. There's there's two age factors in play. Uh, Jerry Jones' age, right? Everyone is saying, all right, Jerry doesn't have time, so you get rid of McCarthy. Well, I heard, you know, someone brought up the really good counterpoint of – does Jerry really want to start over with a new regime and a new program at 82? Or will it be easier to just keep Mike in place knowing you're going to be back in the same position most likely with 11 or 12 wins? Then Belichick, right? Like, whose clock is ticking faster? Not in terms – I'm not making it a morbid thing. I guess it is. But if I'm Belichick, I have to have a quarterback. I can't go to Atlanta and go, all we got to do is find one. I can't. I can't go to Philly and say – is Hurts the guy? What is he? I can't. I have to know. Now, Mike Bassick and others are about to light me up on the chart.com text line and say, you don't have that in Dallas either, chump. You don't have that in the Metroplex either. But those are the two clocks that are working. Everyone's like, well, Jerry can't afford to screw around anymore. Can he afford to start over? Brand new reset button? Even- I, I, I think Jerry's problem with this, sorry, is that he's forgetting that a reset in 2024 NFL is a year. Well, I don't know if he's forgetting it. I'm just throwing yeah, out possibilities. Or maybe, maybe he's not forgetting it, but maybe he doesn't know it. Maybe he, because Jerry still is. I think I think a lot of problems with the Cowboys is that there is, there, at least there has been over the last decade, there's a 90s element to this team, so they still are stuck on the 90s. Um, and, and I don't know that they necessarily progressed internally with some people in the organization, Jerry, Steven, maybe, with, with the modern times. And look, you have... I mean, the Eagles made a playoffs, made the playoffs in a rebuild. Like teams rebuild and regroup and revamp overnight. Houston. Look at Detroit for crying out loud. They were 0 and 10 at this point, two, uh, uh, you know, not even two years ago, just two years ago. And here they are, a win away from being in the NFC Championship game. Like rebuilds happen overnight in this league. But what do you what do you view your team as? Like, do Jerry does Jerry view it as that would be a rebuild, or does Jerry view it as this is the Buccaneers going to get Gruden. This is the Colts going and getting Dungy, where it's like we're bringing somebody in here not to tear it down, Finish but to piece. push it over. Yeah. And if that's the case, if that is what you want to do, there is one name that makes sense if that's what you want to do, and it's Harbaugh. That's the name. You go get Harbaugh to come in here and I think work Bel- Belichick the, the, makes uh, sense too. I think Belichick is a guy who would is so so much of his culture is intertwined in here that it's going to be a process of building up the culture the way he wants that I don't think it's just to come in and push it over the finish line. With yeah, him. I, but the thing with Harbaugh is like, you know, if you're, well, you're talking about bringing somebody who, A, wears, if you're worried about wearing on people, yeah, he does. And also, he's never won in the NFL. I mean, he went to the playoffs, but he never won. Like, Mike won. 
All right, Bill won. You know, you want to be have somebody as an over-the-top piece. I would think that over-the-top piece would be a guy who's actually won. Look, the important thing is who is the best Friday interview if they <laughs> go out and find a new one. Well, it's a Monday interview. Uh, probably Vrabel. I would I would take great pleasure Ooh, yeah. in the the competitive nature between the breaks of trying to find out who's going to get the best answer out of Belichick though, oh my or who God. potentially oh, yeah. gets him to laugh yeah, or talk, make a joke. Talk special teams. I, I like the the the, <laughs> the whole idea is like. The, By the way, Harbaugh fifty nine thirty six and one in the NFL. Yeah, he's a good coach. He but wins is he an everywhere. Over, is he an over the top piece? I mean, he didn't get San Fran over the top. I know it was one. It was four years. Kaepernick, but um, and he didn't have the team. Oh, he had a great team. He ran Kaepernick out of the league. Um, I, you know, it's like, you know, is, is Harbaugh's, who's good or better than us? Is that going to play in the NFL? It did. I don't, I don't, did it, he do it, that stupid it, thing back it then? plays for a very narrow window. Yeah. That's the thing. He, that's why if you, if you need a. Who's for, who's long, who, who's longer for here? Belichick or Harbaugh? About the same, probably. About, yeah, Bill's because of age of retirement. Harbaugh's because he will, he will probably just grade on you. I think if you hire Belichick or Harbaugh, you need to have your next head coach on staff. If you want, if you want to eventually create the Jason Witten like twenty year head coach thing, all right. Well, then whenever you hire whoever, how you say, hey, you got to take Witten on staff too, and and let him learn under you. Let's talk about why we will no longer be hearing from Jerry and Stephen Jones on the home of the Cowboys, one hundred five three. The fan. We got Todd Archer coming up to recap the entire season at seven twenty. But why no more Jerry and Stephen? We'll explain to you next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Todd Archer from ESPN recaps the mess and forecasts the future. What's it like going on over there? Ford Center at the Star in Frisco waiting for something to happen. Todd will join us at 720 this morning to kick off the expressway here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. Jerry Jones will not be on with us today at 830. And Stephen Jones... Not going on yesterday with the KMC Masterpiece. Now, just so everybody knows the deal, Jerry and Steven's radio agreements and obligations, they end officially when the Cowboys season ends. So they're not obli- <laughs> paid with the music. <laughs> they don't have an obligation to come on contractually. They have come on in years past. Now, in the past few years, Jerry has skipped this Tuesday interview and then gone on, went scorched earth with the KMC masterpiece. It's always an epic interview on that Friday. So Jerry not doing this is not unusual. Um, and the Cowboys did let us know a couple of weeks ago. They did. They did a couple of weeks ago that they would not be coming on after the season ended. But they have done it in years past. What do y'all make of that? Um, I, not much. I don't. I don't think it's some conspiracy. I, I think that it's just if they feel like coming on, they come on. If they don't, they don't. Like I don't think it's some conspiracy theory. Um, I don't think this has anything to add to the fact that 
it may in- intimate that they're going to do something or not with Mike. Um, now it has so in the past, if I remember right, the 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 year they traded for Amari, Jerry canceled that Tuesday. Jerry did cancel that one, and then the next interview he had, he said. It's because I knew what we were working on, and I didn't trust I could keep my mouth shut. That's one instance where he said it. This one, I think he just, he probably doesn't want to, he knows that there's going to be a lot of questions yeah. about that. He did his final discussion with the media outside the locker where he took all that, and he's like, I'm not going to repeat myself. I've said what I'm going to say, and I don't have anything else to say about it until something happens. And I get it from the Tolos. Uh, if you think it's cowardly, if you think that it is a microcosm of the organization in terms of lacking accountability, if you think it is a... Uh, parallel to the organization and the team being a bunch of front runners. You know, let's come on and party it up. The Cowboys would have won. We would have heard from Jerry and Steven. Uh, Now, I guess that would have meant they were contractually obligated. But I think if they lose in San Francisco by three in the NFC Championship, we hear from them, I think. I don't think it would necessarily be productive. Maybe Jerry could come on and talk about the game since he didn't have any explanations for that as he was standing up there in stunned silence Sunday night outside the Cowboys locker room where Bobby was. Uh, so I get it. Like it was, it's not going to be productive on here. Get the same exact McCarthy, Dan Quinn future questions. Uh, but if you have that reaction, that visceral reaction of, of course, now you want to run and hide. Uh, you want to go ahead and not answer for it's what took place. I get that. If you think it's disgustingly, um, I get that. <laughs> but just so you know, contractually, the obligation ends after their season ends and they are eliminated. And I do think that they're having serious, 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 serious thought about what to do. And there's no point in coming on and not getting yeah. questions answered. That's that's me. I, I think if Mike was disagree. definitely coming back, I think if Mike was, my opinion, if Mike was definitely coming back, we would hear from one of them or both of them. And it still would not... I know nothing about this. I've been told nothing. This is a 1,000% guess. It would not shock or stun me if Jerry, like, called into KMC Friday. It, it, it would not. He's going to be listening in the car to the fan throughout the week. He's going to be hearing everyone. They know on social media what everyone said after I tweeted out yesterday. Um, they, they, they know that the smoke is going to get even larger. So it would not shock me if Jerry did one of his random surprise call-ins to us or KMC later on in the week. But I but I get it because I do think there is more to them not coming on today because they got a serious, serious decision to make. Mm. If they knew Mike was coming back, Jerry would come on. In my opinion, all this is just straight opinion. I will say that I... I, I, I mean, so, like, I came in here Monday and, like, well, I, I didn't know about KNC and anything else, obviously. I just know about what, what goes on with our stuff. Like, I came in here Monday and told you guys, like, hey, I was told yesterday... Not going to happen. So that was something like immediately after I already knew like PR had said like, yeah, he's 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 done with that for the season. And so they were planning on him. not. That was before the loss. Uh, that was right after the loss. So it wasn't like they had time to like Jerry had just finished talking. It wasn't like they had time to like hear from Jerry and have Jerry say, I don't want to do that. So they, that was something that logistically they were planning for already. Clearly. Yeah. Um. So there we go. Michael Irvin does not care about all that. The playmaker had that first rant where he called out the players and said, change has to be coming. This kind of a loss and this kind of a stench and this kind in this place can't stay around. You can't sell hope to the fan base next year with this 
intact as is. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just going to be impossible. I know you had three 12-win seasons, but you lose two of those three playoff games in the wild card round and one in the division round. And, and it's not just how you, it's not that you lost those games. It's also when you look back at how you lost those games. They were disasters, all of them. They were disasters, all of them. And then you come at this place in this moment and you put that kind of performance up. Everything was supposedly be in the right place. You let somebody put 48 points up on that team. It's hard to say, move forward as is. It's just hard to say that. So, so listen, you, you, you can't change the whole football team, but the best change you can make are, are the coaches. There's Mike on FS1, and that's what I said yesterday. I can't get past how you sell next year. You can't effectively. Mm. I, I mean, the, now they're going to sell out. That's not what I mean. How you sell to the locker room, the players, the fan base. Yo, man, this is different. We're going to do something different. You, I don't think you can. Well, they did this year. They got blown out. Yeah, that yeah, was different. But uh, well, there is that. But I mean, they, they could sell last year tweaks and changes of like oh well mike's gonna take over the offense or this is going on here like those were the things that they could tell this is just they they can't if they run it back i i think that and and i would hope they would understand this typically they i feel like they've got a pretty good understanding of what's fair and what's not they would have to understand that from this side on the media side any sort of negative criticism they receive this offseason they're gonna have to shoulder because everything is fair about you ran it back, and there is no reason to believe what you're saying. And, and over the next we were year, at this point this year with the regular season, we're like, okay, nice. You you, you bullied the scrubs. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do in the first round? Are you going to get to the NFC Championship game? We were like 98% there already with this regular season of nice. whoop de doo Congrats on your accolades and your scoring and all that. Nothing matters until the postseason and the playoffs. We're already right there to the, to the edge. What about next yeah. year? I mean, look, I mean – you know, I don't. I don't think they have to go into it necessarily having to "quote unquote" sell. No, they don't have you to sell anything. To it's sell a brand anything. that sells itself, right? And and they've won twelve games three years in a row. They're going to win, you know, 11, 12 games again next year. They always do, right? They they always do that. And you know, with with what they maybe, maybe they maybe they sign a free agent in the off season. Maybe that's their sell. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe that's their sell. Instead of, it I'm not even talking about with, selling to the fans. Like I'm talking about an internal belief. Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm talking about is everyone going to come in this building every single week in the offseason next year and believe that it's going to be any different? Do you I, think the players uh, are questioning how good they are? I don't know. It's a great question. Jane Slater, um, according to some of her reports yesterday, are uh, talking about the players having Mike's back. This is some of Jane's reporting. NFL Network, Bobby's colleague. To the fans who think this team has quit on McCarthy, my conversations with players do not tell me that at all. His culture and how he's led them on the field and off of it, their ownership of failing Mike is what stands out the most. Fans can roll their eyes, but I do think players' thoughts matter as Jerry Wade's decisions. Another player was frustrated with a stubbornness to stick to schemes on both sides of the ball. Motion offenses, killing defenses, and concern that Dak panics when the first read is not there. But there's a quote supporting McCarthy here. In order to be a great leader, you have to be a great man yourself. 
Mike puts it all out there for everyone to be successful. Nuggets like wanting players on Saturday practices to bring their families so he can meet them and interact. Meeting breaks to text a loved one and say thank you for their support. Preservation of their bodies with rest days. His love of players like none I've had before. That is from someone or some people that Jane spoke with. Ryan, you're a you're a monster. Ryan, drink all my all your drinks Saturday on me. Look at this. Look at this kid. Can he drink? Look at that. (laughs) (laughs) I can probably hold it better than you can. Look at Ryan on on the fan cam, Twitch, and YouTube. I have Jane Slater's report up. What what a stud this kid is. That's fantastic. Yeah. Look, I mean, I'm man. This this must have made your skin crawl. That your buddy Jane no. was talking about how much of a great man and leader Mike McCarthy is. Your skin, your your arm hairs must have I, been I, I a knot. No I, I, I don't think. I, I will say. I will say. I do want to make a, a quick distinction. I, I don't think McCarthy's a bad man. So somebody's talking about him being a great man. I, I I don't think that's inconsistent. Like I don't think he's a bad human or anything like that. I, I just I don't think he's a great coach. I think that one of the things he does really well and why I would think that yeah there'd be players that would be in favor of keeping around. One of the things that he does really excellently that Garrett at times struggled with that other coaches at times can struggle with is he does a really good job of insulating his players from taking the taking the 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 shots. Like he will do a good job of standing in front of it and going me, that's me. Nope, not them. That's me. He's done a good job of that, and players respect that and they appreciate that. They my, they like that coverage. My, th- I agree. And my theory is that Jerry and McCarthy and Dan Quinn are too nice around there. That's my theory. Uh, that they take advantage of it. Don't mistake don't mistake kindness for weakness. And maybe some of the kindness is a little bit of weakness. I I don't know. I have no idea. Todd Archer would know that better than me at seven twenty on how much of a crackdown there really is. But. There's uh there there there's something that's loose around there because of this team's lack of discipline, stupidity with the way that they play, and the effort uh that they that they showed on Sunday. That's my take. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you can look at what happened on Sunday and just go, bad day at the office, or oh, they were just flat, or oh, they got out coached. Like there's something fundamentally wrong. And I and I don't know how deep it goes, how widespread it is how much of it like is it like oh there's just this situation here or this person here we just if we switch this out the rest of that permeates and gets fixed uh, but there's yeah. something wrong that needs to get fixed i mean that, that, that whole operation on sunday was was a nightmare uh and a mirror and a mirror <laughs> uh, from, from start to I was just getting what you did there that, uh, i'm like was there a horse running <laughs> <laughs> randy galloway be proud of that yeah, joke. they would he would hey, look i mean you can point the finger at Mike. You can point it at Dan. You can point it at Dak. You can point it at anybody. I mean, there's a, there, you can point it at Jerry. Um, you can point it at, at, at a culture. The culture starts with who? With some organizations, the culture is the quarterback. What is the culture here? I think, you know, that's a big question we need to do as a separate topic. What is the culture and what do they need in the next guy or what do they need in improvement for next season? 877-881-1053. We may have four new coaches in the NFC East. With this story that came out of New York yesterday, RJ Choppy may end up being right, and we have breaking news in the NFC East next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.